0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. Today we had the blessing of celebrating a a baptism. And in all the prayers of sanctifying the water and the prayers before baptism, we essentially ask that a transformation take place, that the old person, that And when we say the old man, we're using the language of the Apostle Paul, who talks about our old man being the person who is sown in corruption, our sinful person, being essentially baptized and then being raised up into a new man, into a new person who has been transformed into a person of the resurrection. And it's always a great joy to celebrate uh, with the community And to acknowledge it as really a community event, because we aren't saved alone. Uh, As Orthodox Christians, we're we're not uh, individualistic. We're actually at odds with our culture. Uh, Salvation in the church is always done in a context. It's always done in community in the context of the church. But we do live in a culture that's uh, very individualistic, And very much, and sometimes the expressions of Christianity can even be very individualistic in our culture. And this, of course, can become a temptation for us to begin to think about our own salvation or how, what can God, essentially, we end up thinking about, what can God do for me? You've seen many people who maybe, or you've experienced, who come to the church and they think that the church, whether it's this church or another confession or another community, it's about getting them fed. It's about them getting filled. It's about them, and we live in a very self-help oriented culture, it's about them getting the help that they need. But we hear a, a very different message in today's gospel of, uh, of the final judgment. And we can, we can reimagine the gospel just to think about it and, and just to um, examine and illustrate maybe a different way of thinking about it. It says that Jesus comes upon enthroned with his angels to judge the living and the dead, and we believe at the end of the age that we'll all be raised up from the dead to face the final judgment in our bodies, and that we'll be judged according to, in this gospel, according to our deeds. And in some of the hymnology, it says, watch out because you won't be able to grab somebody and have them defend you. God already knows everything about you. He knows who you are. He knows what you do. And so, as we stand before the dread throne, the dread judgment of seat of Christ, I can imagine, and if we're to reimagine the gospel, some of us might say, "But Lord, I was baptized." But that's not mentioned in today's gospel. But Lord, I went to church. But Lord, I read the scriptures. We can think of all sorts of actions that we would consider individual piety that actually aren't included in today's gospel. Jesus doesn't talk about the works of Christian piety, the basic things that we do, such as attending church, listening to sermons over and over. Um, He doesn't talk. ask them about their prayer life whether they've achieved the third phase of hesychasm, he, he doesn't ask them essentially any of these things that we would emphasize to help us in our spiritual life and that we would emphasize us as to give us the positive feelings of connection that we want to have with Christ. Rather, he says... Did you bring me water when I was thirsty? Now, this is a very strange flip because if you think about it, he's, he's preaching to uh, Jews and they have their claims, they have their ancestral claims, um, they fulfill the ritual requirements, they live in a community, and in that time, it would be clearly thought that if you were part of that community, you were part of the elect. Well, isn't this the way we think, right? Right? that we're part of this Christian community and that we're part of the elect, and that if you just do the works of piety, you should be saved. But it's not about selfish or merely self-fulfilling works of piety. And now I don't want you to stop praying and coming to church. I'm not telling you to give up reading the Scriptures. Those things are important. But recognize that that when we do those things, we're not doing them merely to fill ourselves. Because we're meant to bring out the gospel to others, to act out the gospel, to incarnate it to other people in the way we live our lives. And we do that by visiting those who are in prison, visiting those who are sick, giving drink to those who need drink, food, clothing those are all the works that Jesus speaks about today when he separates the sheep from the goats now i also want you to notice and i want to put this caveat on in there that there are a lot of people in our society who emphasize these sorts of good works by uh, attempting to bring justice to disenfranchise people by feeding the poor. There's all sorts of secular institutions that are trying to accomplish essentially what should be the work of the church. Some of them founded as Christian ministries, others not so much. And there's no argument that says at the end of the world that they won't be judged because they did those things. We also have to believe in Christ. We also have to die and rise with Him. So again, it's not an either or, it's a both and for us. It's both working on our own spiritual lives so that we can stand up and do the works of the faith that we're called to. And there's plenty of need out there. We live in a society that is full of need. And we also live in a society where sometimes we want to focus more on ourselves than all the need that surrounds us. So it is always a good thing to go and get out of yourself and to do those basic acts, those basic works that Jesus mentions and that he judges us by, at least in today's gospel. And if you can't, you should think of one area in your life where you're doing this in, in some way. Where are you sacrificing yourself for other people? Where are you giving of yourself that is not just about filling your needs, but is about filling the needs of others? That is an as important part of Christianity as all the other things we do, such as prayer and fasting, and all those things we do as a community. So, we know at the end of the age, or at least we, I hope we know, and by the way, this is supposed to scare us a little bit. Uh, I know we live in a very therapeutic time, and, and I tend to be, try to be therapeutic myself, um, but there's no way around it. The imagery that's painted in today's gospel is frightening. That we're going to face something that's, that's terrifying, and that we're going to have to give account for ourselves. And that, ter- that being terrified is not meant to scare you away, it's meant to sober you up. It's meant to tell you look, you only have this much time of your life, get to work. Do the things that you're called to do. Put your hand to the plow. Stop wasting time. We don't have time. That terror is meant to sober us up. So may today's gospel sober us up. May it wake us up. And may we put our hands to the plow and add to our daily prayers And add to our life of piety in in this community, fulfilling the commandments of serving the poor, of serving the disenfranchised, of visiting those who are sick, and reaching out in general to those who have more need than ourselves. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst.